Since time immemorial, human beings have stared up at the stars and asked the unanswerable questions. Why am I here? What is the nature of the cosmos? What is the meaning of life? Are we alone in the universe? Will DC ever make movies as well as Marvel? How exactly did Megatron shrink? Is a detailed backstory for your first level halfling wizard even How worth it? How muscular men with pageboy haircuts lived on Eternia if they couldn't figure out that Prince Adam was He-Man? Who is going to play Alabama for the championship this what year? What does God need with a starship? Prepare your ear holes for a podcast dedicated to the philosophical quandaries of pop culture. An audio thunderdome. Two nerdy friends enter. Only one shall be victorious. This is I'm Right, and he's Rob. Hi, and welcome to a podcast that some people are using to scare their kids straight. Uh, we start every podcast with acts of contrition, apologies. Uh, we, we basically say uh, we made a mistake. And uh, last episode was uh, issue 77. It was miscasts in, 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 um, in, the old, uh, uh, in, in the old adaptations. So what do we got here, Rob? Do we have anything? Did we do anything wrong? I feel like I didn't. I we, didn't. We, missed, we missed a big one. Uh, in fact, I think as soon as I say who this big one we missed, you'll be like, oh, yeah, that was a huge one. I haven't yet to say, oh, that's a huge one at any point in our lives together. So yeah. let's hear what is what is the one that we missed? Imagine a certain Knight Rider having an eye patch. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah, we totally left off David Hasselhoff. As, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, we also left off uh, What's-His-Face as Captain America. But is that a miscast or just a shitty movie? Ugh. Because when you look at 80s, if you That's look at fair. 80s Nick uh, Fury with the... That was, that was pretty accurate. It is You're right. pretty accurate. You're it's just right. a shitty so, movie. Yeah, I, I, I withdraw. And honestly... Honestly, shitty movie, shitty actor. That makes perfect sense to me. It, you know, I, I withdraw. I withdraw. It. Okay. You, you definitely. And that's what I'm here to mind. do is uh, <laughs> look, I've been a white male for a long time. I don't make mistakes. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> let's let's get started with this episode. Uh, we do that with in, uh, introductions. My name is Monty Ike, and with me, as always, uh, is uh, the intrepid reporter to my trust fund baby, the school headmaster to my CEO of a uh, defense contractor, the the <laughs> test pilot to my uh, uh, head of a multinational corporation. He's my best friend, Rob Bloom. Rob, uh, what are we talking about today, specifically? Today we are talking about the worst superhero civilian uh, jobs. Or, yeah. or is it necessarily even civilian jobs? Just worst day, day jobs, yeah. Day jobs. Worst right. day jobs that superheroes have. Yeah. Uh, I'm really proud of this one. Uh, it's the first topic that I thought of in three years. So, yeah. real real excited for this one. It was one of the hardest ones. Probably to come one of the hardest ones. Uh, we Yeah, it was tough. Uh, we've got five. Do you have five or four? Um, I have I have a, about seven. Not sure where, like, <laughs> yeah. because I don't know if we're going to have duplicates. Because I don't feel like there are very many that are worthy of saying this one sucks. So oh, okay, yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, that's fine. Uh, I have honestly, I think I might actually have eight. So 
we're we're probably pretty good. We'll go through pretty quick is what I'm betting. We're we're probably you, you pretty first? good. I got some honorable mentions in here too that I just don't know. Like, so uh, I said worst day jobs, and we've already uh, off off mic. We kind of talked about what is worst, right? What is what we decide is like the worst, and and for me, it's a couple of criteria. Some it's this is a stupid job for a superhero to have. They could no, there's no way they could keep this job if they were a superhero. So that's one that makes it worse. Also, just jobs that I think are jobs that are very hard to do, and I and think that's a pretty bad job. Yeah. yeah, right. Like uh, oh, I'm saving the world, but also uh, I've got to work uh, with uh, Neil. All the time, and he's a real ch- tough boss. So these are these are what I think are are uh, as like uh, tough jobs. So, uh, okay. Do, do you want to start with your number five, and and we'll go um, from there? I, I I will start with the one I mentioned to you earlier because okay. I just think it's probably the most boring job, and yet pretty ideal in this category of uh, being a claims adjuster, Mister Incredible. I can't imagine the more, more you know he is. He is one of the most powerful superheroes in his superhero universe, and he is basically, you know, telling old ladies that they can't have a lump. Yeah, no, it's pretty, and it's, like, super boring as well, right? It's absolutely, yeah. like, super boring. and, and Soul crushing is, as what I think is part of the reason that you wanted it for the storyline to work, that, you know, he went from being this dynamic action hero and he's sitting behind a desk telling people they can't have money. Right. Yeah, it's also, yeah, it also goes against the strong moral code of a superhero. Yeah. Right? All those things about it make it terrible. I uh I like that one. That's a really good one. I thought of uh I thought of uh uh Mr. Incredible's desk job, but I couldn't remember what it was. Like I just remember it being soul crushing, but I couldn't couldn't wrap my head around what it was. Uh, mine is not as boring. I just don't see how you can keep this job and be a superhero. And that is Ben Riley's turn as a barista. For those of you who don't know, Ben Riley is the substitute Spider-Man or the at the one clump. point we believed he was the real Spider-Man for about a year and people got really busy and. The anyway, Scarlet so Spider. He's a barista. Yeah, he's a barista. Well, I mean, uh, he's like the one that I came up with. Uh, there's a couple of different uh, food service ones that I think are kind of funny. So uh, we'll probably have one or two on the same list is what I'm betting. No, no, no. I mean, I'm just using barista as like any sort of like, this is a food service job. This is an hourly job. This is what I'm using as my like, this category I think is like, how do you, how do you maintain this job? Uh, and be a superhero. Either you're, you're either you're dedicating your eight solid hours at your job to not uh, uh, fighting crime, or you're constantly switching shifts with people. I don't know. You're, I can, <laughs> you're like, I can make a latte over here pretty quickly, and then and then run and grab Riley as she's like falling down the steps. Somebody I mean, has to man the counter, Rob. It's not like it's just like. It's not like you're on a beeper call. You're you're there. You've got to cl- you've had you've had food service jobs. You got to come in and open the place. You got to make all those coffees. You got to keep cleaning up. You got to handle well, the cash he register. A corner shop, coffee shop. He makes he makes one, you know, espresso and then he runs down the street, saves a life, comes back and then he, you know, yeah, so I don't see it. I don't see this working unless it's just comically everything happens on this block. 
yeah, I don't see it. I don't like it. I don't see it. I think food service jobs are terrible for superheroes. They, there's no flexibility in those jobs. You have to be on the clock working all the time. If you got well, time to lean, you got time to clean. You're a good, if you're a good employee at scooters or something like that, <laughs> yes. I, uh, mean. I went by the shop today, and uh, I noticed you put temporarily closed, be back in five minutes. What was that all about? Uh, yeah, I had to. Um, there was an evil uh, pig man. Uh, rampaging, and so I had to. I look. I'm you're costing me customers. So, so you're in this scenario. Is it one of the turtles that's? That- uh, no, I just I was trying to come up with a nondescript, non-actual. I was just thinking uh, of Rocky villain, Bebop, and Pigman. I don't know, Pigman. Pigman. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, that's that's my number five. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I'll go with number four, uh, and that is social worker. Oh, we've got a lot of social workers. Sam in, Wilson in, as the Falcon was a social worker. That yeah, in the movie, was he? You you'll be able to tell it in the comics. Was he a social in the worker? comic? Yeah, in in the nineteen seventies, Sam Wilson was a social worker. He was in Harlem, and he was a Harlem social worker. He's like an ex-con who's trying to get people off the streets. That's why he meets up with Steve Rogers. So he meets up with Steve Rogers. Meets up with him because. He's trying to keep these kids off the streets, and, and he's in Harlem, and he's trying to do good and clean up the neighborhood, like, as a social worker. And he meets up with Captain America slash Steve Rogers, and he doesn't become the Falcon until, like, he needs to do something heroic, right? But he starts off as just Sam Wilson, social worker. Did he and have military background in the comics? I, I, I don't, don't actually rem- I don't actually remember. Probably, I mean, it was in the 70s, so I'm assuming he was in the Vietnam War, and that's probably how they explained him doing things. Uh, again, again, Sam Wilson in the comic books uh, originally is like a, an ex-con, an ex-gang member, uh, somebody who's turned his life around and is an, an inspiring story. Um yeah, and then in the in the movies, obviously in the Marvel movies, uh, he's a he's a vet who's helping other vets uh, go through yeah. PSD and, and PSTD and, and all that stuff. So that's that's again, social work is sort of how he starts his whole thing. Uh, that's why after the blip, it's so neat that Steve is basically doing Sam's job. He's helping other people by leading those kind of groups. After that's a the good blip. point. I have never thought of that. That's a good point. If you want to know, if you want to know why Captain America thinks that Sam Wilson is the next Captain America, he even emulates Sam Wilson when Sam Wilson is believed to be dead. That's what he does. He gives up being a superhero because he thinks that what Sam's was doing was even was, more needed. Was more, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So that tells you the immense amount of respect uh, Steve Rogers has for Stan, Sam Wilson. But again, I'm a social worker. I've got uh, appointments with my charges. If I skip out on those to go solve a murder, then that person uh, is not getting the help that they need. That might that person might get kicked out of school. They might lose their job. They might get moved out of the halfway house. Uh, that's an important job. You should be doing that and not also, focusing. Also, if you're not a superhero and you're a social worker, I, I, yeah, I that's a hard job. Man, that's a freaking hard. Yeah, job. imagine the emotional. Imagine the emotional weight of being a social worker and then also like I don't know, seeing death, dismemberment, and all that. Like they, those guys, they're already superheroes. You don't need to fly around on jetpacks in order to be any more heroic. If you're a social worker listening to this show, I think you're already a goddamn superhero. Uh, you don't need to put on a mask, buddy. You're doing it. I don't think 
social workers listening to our show. But I, if they are, if look, they are. they're depressed. They're probably listening to us going, <laughs> wow, I don't have it as bad as I thought. Uh, well, okay, I'm going to go in a different direction from my oh, number. about time. Okay. Uh, do you remember the 80s? Sure, we all did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had hair. Remember... Do you remember the Justice League character Vibe who then made an appearance and was, you know, a regular character on the television show Flash? Oh, yeah, Vibe. Okay, yeah, I remember. Yeah, all right. Uh, originally, what was his what was his day job? He was a break dancer. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> I was almost going to say DJ, but this is worse. This is worse. He break danced. I mean, he could have been, you know, part of TKO. Turbo Kelly Ozo <laughs> from breaking and breaking yeah. two. Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, I know. I, I'm I'm with you. I'm down with the sickness here. Oh boy. <laughs> I okay. I will say this. Breakdancing is a terrible job. Not a lot of people are paying for it. Mostly you're just out on the streets breaking on a, a cardboard box that you've cut up. So you're not getting a lot of payment for being a break dancer. But I will no. say this, the flexibility to go be a superhero, probably pretty higher. good. Oh, yeah, yeah. But here, here's like, okay, so you probably don't spend a whole lot of money on clothes. In fact, you know, you go to thrift stores, cut things in half, and then they right. become break dancing clothes. Right, exactly. Parachute pants, about the only new purchase you need to make. And then all you have to do is, like, have a friend who buys a dryer, and then you get their box. Right. <laughs> so it's like so the, it doesn't take a lot of money to be a good break dancer but i'm with you as in where is the money accumulated while doing this job unless he must be really awesome on the corner and yeah i mean is he busking let's dive into this is he busking is he like does there a hat out there does he put his little cape in a bowl and the uh that and... I found he was doing a head spin so and he doesn't wear a hat <laughs> that's okay yeah so, but I'm saying as a busker, maybe he borrows a hat. Maybe, oh, maybe it's an old can. Maybe it's an old, like, Folgers <laughs> coffee can that people can Folgers toss coffee. dollars in. I mean, if he was playing violin, he would use the case. That would be simple. But you're right. He's got to have somebody who's purchased a very large can of Folgers crystals <laughs> and, yeah. and a dryer. Don't drink coffee. <laughs> they can't. They can't possibly drink coffee. They can't possibly okay. drink coffee. Oh my god! All right. Is it your next one? Or no, it's I your next one. You're you're doing number three. We're doing my the... number three would be when Superman was a TV anchor. Oh, that's a good one. I thought of that one, man. I thought of that one, uh, and I actually it was on my list, and then I caught it. I 100% agree with this one. Intrepid reporter for the Daily Planet, a newspaper, is bad. Sure. Sure. But you're on TV. They like yeah. if, if like you're reporting live and the camera is on you. What are you gonna do? I, I right. And here's the other thing. We're also talking about a person who we all have joked about having the worst secret identity uh, cover up uh, of all time. Glasses. And he's on TV all the time. He's on TV, and and I'm I'm supposed to believe no producer was like, "Hey Clark, um, one thing. What about, the, what about what about not having the glasses, buddy?" Have you thought about not having the glasses? Well, it'll ruin my respectability. No, no. Let's just take him off, buddy. Holy shit, that's Superman. I mean, he's got yeah. a different haircut, but come on. And that uh, was that was around, like, from 82 to 84. They had him as a TV reporter on the GBS 
Galaxy. I forget what the BS yeah. stood for, but uh, broadcasting um, system, dude. This is not hard. Galaxy broadcasting system. Um, <laughs> There's literally a CBS, and it stands for Columbia Broadcasting System. I'm just I, saying. I didn't know it stood for Columbia. Um, and I re- that's when I first started reading comics. That was like my first intro to it. And I'm like, Superman's on TV. And the very first issue I read. He had, like, a power overload because he was exposed to red kryptonite, and he kept burning through the camera lenses with his heat vision on accident. Jesus Christ. And and no one... This is so bizarre. No one one is like, hey, you guys noticed that... uh, Oh, Clark Kent here. uh, Actually, here's a better thing. No one noticed that between uh, 10 and 10.30 Central Time, no crimes were stopped by Superman. You know what I mean? Actually, I've I've worked a little bit in broadcasting, right? I've done a little. I know that that actually when we're thinking about it, right? Him being a weatherman would be really fun. Think about how funny that would be because he would be he would be like, "Well, we're out on the News Five weather deck here. Hey, why does uh, Clark just go missing for the fifteen minutes in between his segments? You know, and he's like always just tucking his cape back into his loud plaid jacket as a weatherman." Oh my God! Oh, what? Oh, Rob. Yes. Our next, our next uh, superhero that we come up with, their day job is going to be as a as a weatherman. I think that's absolutely. Okay. That's absolutely. Okay, so brilliant. give me your next one. Then. Uh, my next one is teacher. Now I'm not talking about X Men teacher. Okay. Okay. X Men teacher doesn't matter. They're like in their tights teaching class, right? There's a few people teaching, so I, I I'm wondering where you're going with this. Black Lightning. Yes. In the 70s, he was Black, a principal, wasn't he? He was a teacher. He's a principal, and then he was secretary of education at one point. That's right. That's right. Black Panther, when he uh, refused his throne to uh, to uh, uh, Wakanda, he became a teacher in Harlem in the 70s because, again, <laughs> Marvel had a bunch of liberal writers who were all white, <laughs> and they were like, "We got these African, we got these, we got these black characters. They got to put them in Harlem doing things to save the inner city." Uh, yeah, so Black so, Pan- Black Lightning, Black Panther. Um, I'm assuming Black Adam is also in here as a teacher. I don't know. Um, Black and Decker also <laughs> probably a teacher. All our black superheroes are teachers now. Uh, I think there's, there's uh, obviously, I think actually Spider-Man uh, went through a yes, phase there Spider-Man where Spider-Man was a science teacher, right, for a while, uh, which is actually slightly better than his other job. But So, yeah, I put down, t- think about that. Again, for eight to nine <laughs> hours a day, that teacher can't leave their job. What happens if they leave their job, Rob? You leave a bunch of t- children alone. They can't do that. What do they do? Crime doesn't happen between seven and three. Do you remember when our teacher quit in class that that time in high school? Oh, God. Mr. Belair. Mr. Belder. 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 Yeah. Because his wife left him. Yeah. Our old elementary music teacher was his wife. And he quit. Did he quit during our class? Yes. During our class. Yes. You don't remember that? Because the I, whole class well, was never the same. No. And you and I tried to get out of it, and yeah. they told us we had to stay to be a good example. Yes. No, I remember all these. I actually was just talking about this the other day with somebody about my experience of being in a class that was like a throwaway year. I had blotted out that he'd done it in class, but I do remember because uh, because his wife, his soon-to-be ex-wife, was our elementary school music teacher. And we all had crushes on her in, in yeah. the day. And she knew us. She specifically remembered us, remember? Yeah. 
And like the first days of class, one of the first days of class, he was like, oh, yeah, my wife knew your names like that. Like and I, he, he I said think, it with like this menacing. I don't know if she remembered me so much, but I know she remembered. OK, me. I was trying been, to be nice. <laughs> yeah, he didn't. I was only there for maybe a year and a half. You're, you're, I if you remembered me. I would be shocked. But I know she remembered you. I was trying to be nice, Rob. I was trying to not be like, well, as the star of the school play. Uh I was trying to be nice. It didn't work. I just remember me, you, and Tim doing I'm you know, the the sketch from uh Teachers Teachers. <laughs> do you remember that? Yes. And that's the only time I've ever seen Tim like do the leap thing. And Tim was like good at it. I, yeah. if I recall. No, he was great. He was great. <laughs> uh Tim and I also did the witches from uh from Macbeth as well. We all three did that. We, we did, did that together? Do we yes, only do projects three- together? We did that, but that was in high school, yeah. and you had to step out one time, and Mr. McAndrew subbed in for you when it was me, yeah. Tim, and Mr. McAndrew. Oh, that would have been fun. Folks, this is how long we've been together, and uh, I just I had, had no idea that I was in that many English classes with you. That's that's what um, I think what is think scary. The only English class we didn't have together was our senior year. We had a, we both had Mrs. Miss um, Whitworth. Miss Whitworth. Whitworth, but we had it at different times. Yeah, you were not in my seventh grade class, were you? No, because I was English? the first one. I was the first one to. Add. I had Mr. McAndrew. Oh, I had Mr. Gauss in seventh grade. Mr. Gauss I had Mr. Gauss in eighth grade. Mr. Seventh grade, I had that one dude. I can't remember. He called me Ike. Uh, uh bigger guy. No, it doesn't. He's a bachelor. Nobody was. Right. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I don't remember. His I name. don't remember his name. No, he wants to listen to his podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, thanks for coming to uh, Mission Junior I, High Talk, where we talk about Mission Junior High circa 1987 to 1989. It's Mission Junior High Talk. Home of the Braves. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I did teacher, right? Okay. It's now it's my, my number two. Uh, number two. Okay. Uh, I said that Peter Parker's gig as a science teacher was slightly better than his normal gig, and his normal gig is a freelance uh, photographer. But he's also in the movies; they paint him also as sort of a Grubhub driver, and you know, like it's sure. all these gig economy jobs. He's and, also kind of an intern for a yeah. science lab. And- yeah. But it's never, yeah. Well, if you go to the Andrew, Andrew Garfield, right, or something like that, uh, yeah. But he has this this whole this idea of a gig worker, right? A gig economy worker that has to be absolutely. I mean, yes. Again, you've got you've got great you've got great flexibility to go save the world, but there is no uh, benefits. There's no four hundred one k. There's no real like you know what I mean. It's just that's a struggle. You here's the deal. You only get paid if you're doing the job in the gig economy, which means if he's not out there actively fucking taking photographs or out there actively delivering Chinese food, he's not making money. So if he's out there stopping the rhino from rampaging, sure, he could take a couple of photos. That's great. But he's not making money uh, delivering Chinese food. I have a problem with and I've I've often thought about this is okay. So after about like three weeks of. He's out there taking pictures of himself as yeah. Spider-Man, and he's got... Somebody's got to be, like, fucking follow Parker, Spider-Man's around. Well, maybe, but still, at the same time, you got to, like, okay, he's probably getting the best photos in the world. After a while, that well dries up, and nobody cares, right? I mean... Except you got J. Jonah Jameson, who's always like, get me Spider-Man! 
that's that's how the, it's a symbiotic relationship. Another symbiotic relationship. But eventually, I mean, it's like if we part of the mystique of Spider-Man, Batman, any of these other heroes yeah. is just like, oh, we can't get good pictures of them. Here's a blurry one, but we right. know it's yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if you, by the way, if you think that Spider-Man setting up a a camera on a ledge pointed in a vague direction with a timer is going to get you really good shots of Spider-Man, you're crazy. Like, I'm surprised he didn't just pose Spider-Man shots. And he's like, hey, hey, I got this one. It's just it's him fighting Electro. Well, Parker, it looks like he's just hanging out on a wall. Well, it was in between jumps. I got him in between jumps, Jonah. This was before, like, the technology where there was a watch. I mean, obviously, he invented, you know, web shooters. Right, so yeah, yeah, yeah. He probably invented some Why guy, didn't he have a... His camera yeah. was probably just eating up film, and this was oh, before yeah. digital. Oh, yeah. And can you imagine he's also like, oh, come over here, Electro. We need to stay in this space. <laughs> That's Please. a terrible angle. Please. The lighting's horrible over here. Hey, hold on a second. Let me just put up the photo sensor. Okay. Hey, could you brighten up your electricity for just a I minute? I gotta mess with the f-stop. Just a second. Hold on a second. I also just really love the idea. He's like, okay, let's keep this battle in between this water cooler on the top of this building, uh, above the fifth floor of this building, below the 18th floor of this building. Yeah. And uh, let's call this tree. No, uh, this is uh, out of out of focus. I mean, uh, home base. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, anyway, so gig worker. My, that's my number my two. Second. So now it's your number two, and then your number one, and we'll end on my number one, which is well, not I, I'll do my number two, and then I'll give my honorable mention. Oh, good, good call, good call. Let's do your number two. Okay, so my number two is: Do you remember the eighties? Right yeah, around the, right around the time I started reading Wonder Woman, she took a job at a taco shop. No, yeah, I don't remember this. The shop was called the Taco Wiz. Shut and up. Look at look up uh, uh, Brian Boland drawings. Look up oh, Wonder Woman Taco Wiz. Yeah, I was going to say, why would I look up the artist drawings when I could just because put in Wonder Woman up, Taco Wiz? He drew a really cool cover of her in like a Taco Wiz hat. It's pretty awesome. But yeah, for a while there, she sold tacos. That's yeah. sexist. Well, no, it has nothing to do with her sex. She just... Think about it, Rob. So, so she, you know, for a while... Oh, yeah, I found the picture of her in a, a Taco Wiz hat. Hey, it's a living, she says. That's a very... That's a very cleavage-centric shot. Well, it's Wonder Woman, and it's Brian Boland drawing her, so... I'm sorry, yeah. is she supposed to be drinking, drinking hot coffee with a taco? There's steam uh-huh. coming off the, uh, the open-lidded cup there's creamer next to it she is supposed to be eating hot coffee okay. with a taco I, I can't defend this one I yeah don't, that's i don't, I don't know goddamn ridiculous well uh, look i this is much like the barista what the fuck is is diana prince supposed to just leave the taco shack here the the taco whiz to go save people well she was an ambassador at one point too she was a u.n ambassador that's a better job yeah it also makes sense as a superhero. I can kind of buy that. But for a while there, she worked at a taco place. That is crazy. Oh, I see here from an article that uh, Gal Gadot's uh, Wonder Woman 1984, her eating Taco Bell is a nod to uh, to the taco whiz. It, I, I suppose it's the equivalent of, 
I, you know, I don't know. But okay, so that was my number two. I, wow. I want to mention superhero tropes in comic books. Yeah. And jobs. So almost every superhero is either a reporter. Yeah. A busy socialite. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. A policeman. Mm, a lot of those, yeah. Or a private eye. Yeah, same diff. An attorney. Yeah, a lot of those. Student. Ooh, yeah, that's a nice way of putting a gig worker, sure. Scientist. A lot and of last, those, yeah. But not least, well, I guess career superheroes sometimes. It's not as much, but, and, but last but not least, freelance bum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, 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 so here's some of the ones. Uh, entertainer, like Dazzler oh, yeah. was an entertainer. Dazzler, Dazzler comes to mind. Um, yeah. uh, what what was Wonder Man? What would you... He's an actor. Wonder- yeah, actor model. Yeah, and that's... I mean, there's been a couple of... Mo- like, She-Hulk, for a while, She-Hulk. wasn't practicing law, and they made her a supermodel for a while. Uh, Starfire was as well, at yeah. one point. He was a model. Uh, yeah, uh, artist. Steve Rogers is a comic book artist, so was uh, Colossus is a painter. Uh yeah, uh, taxi driver Moon Knight. That's on the yeah, on the list as well. Um, Oregon transplant courier, the Flash. What? Yeah, in Oregon. You mean not Oregon, right? Not he didn't Oregon. transplant Oregon. the state of Oregon, bucket by bucket. In his when Wally West was in his first, he was oh Wally West, he, not Wally West, cooler Flash. Um, in his first in the Flash number one, where it was Wally West's first appearance as flash his job was to run across the country and do organ transplant speedy deliveries as the flash or as wally west as the flash but as wally west he was a police car mechanic oh yeah okay all right i actually think that um barry allen's uh forensics um tech is an interesting thing. Although it's actually also really awful because if anyone finds out you're the flash, think of all the cases that he worked that had nothing to do with being the flash. Those are all thrown out. Yeah. Fair point. Yeah. I mean, Um, that's a dangerous job to have. I also have Aquaman as a lighthouse keeper. Okay. (laughs) At, At one point he was a lighthouse keeper. Um, and, uh, where was that? A booster gold who, Started as a janitor, didn't he? Ended up becoming a career superhero. But right, right. Uh, he's he's just a janitor who gets his superpowers by traveling back in time. By with stealing, super, by yeah, stealing by super tech. tech. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's good. Uh, all right, well, let's do our number ones. My number one job for you know, if you're a loser and um, you know, a ne'er do well, you could you could be a graphic designer and like. <laughs> Kyle Rayner Is he a graphic I thought he was a like Captain America also uh, He's an artist who can draw right? But he's a graphic designer At one point he was doing posters Um, What was was Unique and Gosh I I totally remember when they introduced The character he was doing A a layout for a poster For a band And so I mean he was a graphic Yeah graphic artist doing you know cool things and i find it like very funny as i've gotten older the 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 guy who who co-created kyle rayner was a you know a graphic artist before he was an illustrator and you know he just used that as his influence 
And what a better what better power to have? Than yeah, no. To create what's in your mind, he's the most creative. Yeah, you know, I always thought that that was uh, I always thought that that was a great shtick of making a Green Lantern who was artistic, so that the idea was that his his constructs were just better. Yeah, uh, you know, so to speak. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I always liked the idea that Steve Rogers had a job uh, illustrating Captain America comics in like the the seventies. That's what he did to to pay the bills when he was like that's a regular guy. I don't think I've known that information for maybe two or three years. Like it's still new information in my head. All yeah. things considered, yeah, and that's so baffling to me. And they in the Marvel movies they 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 scratched it a little. Right, they, he's like, drawing. Drawing, he's drawing uh, a picture of himself uh, punching Hitler. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's like, he's drawing a copy of the Captain America number one cover. Acknowledging that he has that skill somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. That he's yeah. And I think the idea is that Steve Rogers before the super zero super uh, soldier serum was a, an artistic kid and was doing that, and that's something that he's he, that never changed about him. Uh, I would argue it probably made him a better uh, artist with the super soldier serum. He probably had more precise uh control over his digits uh but uh but yeah no that's that's how i got better yeah but like colossus was a painter right isn't like colossus Colossus is known as a painter i think there's a couple of more like artists that are out there artists if you will yeah if you go by the uh batman 88 joker was an artist yeah uh well I mean, you mean Tim Burton's? He's not an artist. He's a mobster. I know, but he... He had an art degree or art appreciation yeah, degree. Yeah, something like something that. Like in that, fact, yeah. I even remember that, like, he had like a degree in chemistry and a degree in art. Yeah. Something, and something and like you're that. like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody, really nobody who spends that much time getting a degree in chemistry and art also becomes a mobster. Yeah, yeah I just don't believe it, no matter how psychotic they are. All right, my number one... Uh, uh, my number one, you've also, uh, we've touched this on a little bit, but I, I thought of, I thought of, uh, a spawn. I thought of spawn. I thought of demolition man. Oh, demolition uh, I, man I thought of, uh, there, I think there's been some times where Ali uh, has also been this way. Uh, Ollie, green, green, green arrow. arrow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but homeless person. And it's not because they don't have enough time to be a superhero. They got plenty of time to be a superhero. That's fine. It's a hard way to live. It's a hard. I mean, actually, being a superhero probably makes it pretty easy to be homeless because you're not fearing for your safety as much. But yeah. still, hard way to you're live. Not making money doing what you're doing. You're not making money doing what you're doing. Um, it's poor conditions, but I also kind of like it. Like one of the the gems of that is if your idea of a superhero is that they're on the real street level, right? Uh, homeless people. Uh, also, um, uh, Rorschach. Uh, I think we can count Rorschach as being uh, a professional activist, but I don't think he had a home. I think he was unhoused uh, in 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 that whole thing, wasn't he? I don't remember, but it would not surprise me. Yeah, I don't think Rorschach. I think I think the the uh, jokes about him smelling and all that made me yeah, fairly clear I- that he was unwashed and probably if not unhoused uh maybe uh not uh completely housed. It was un- uh, yeah. unhinged and not quite right yeah. in the head anyway but anyway i think that those are, like there's part of me that thinks wow this is actually a pretty decent like like if you want a superhero that is like on the street ear to the ground looking out for the little guy it's a great one 
but it's also just really hard. And by the way, we've just mentioned Rorschach, who's unhinged mentally. We've mentioned Demolition Man, who's unhinged mentally. And uh, I dare say Spawn, slightly unhinged mentally as well. Um, So obviously, I guess what I'm also saying is if you're living on the street, it wears on your mental stability uh, to the point of breaking. So there you go. Okay, so before before we do our sign off, or before we decide, we decide which one's better. Add real quick. Okay. So, in the same vein, there are a couple of superhero action figures that came out that I feel like fill in this redundancy of you know how having a job. There were there was a line of action figures that came out in the late '90s where they basically gave Spider-Man costumes to be like a forest <laughs> ranger or, or, or my favorite is mountain climbing gear, Spider-Man. And it was Spider-Man with a backpack and, and climbing <laughs> gear and, and like, you know, stiletto heel things to climb up. Like it, and, and so there have been Superman figures that come with like a jetpack, and you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. Or, or flash figures that come with like speeding thing. The whole concept of them cracked me up, but my favorite is still Spider-Man with climbing gear. The only thing that, like, the only hero that that works with is the idea of Batman. You remember, like, there's always a new Batman one. Oh, sure. Oh, here's sure. Photon Camouflage Batman. Here's blah, 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 Batman. Here, uh, here's Submarine, sub, yeah. uh, uh, Scuba Gear Batman. Or <laughs> here's white gay, camouflage. gay Club Batman with a <laughs> pink boa accessory. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, you know, those all work. I think that's just the, yeah, but well, you know, the reason is because the kid buys the one Spider-Man. Uh-huh. That's not enough. Nope, kid needs nope. to buy multiple Spider-Mans. I just, climbing your Spider-Man to this day cracks me. Because That is exceedingly with, funny. It came with a treble, not a treble hook, uh, a grappling hook, grappling hook. And Did you say treble gear. hook? I said treble hook. I'm, I live in a family of fishermen and I, I see it. <laughs> okay. Grappling hook, I think treble hook. All right, that's fine. Uh, that is absolutely hilarious. I, I love it. Yes, jetpack, jetpack, Superman, and and climbing gear, Spider Man, probably uh, right there on their list. All right, uh, who who did we think was the best uh, of these all? I really liked. Uh, I really liked your news anchor, uh, uh, I, Superman. I, is pretty, is pretty tight. You're right. Breakdancing. Yes, vibe is absolutely... The worst job of any superhero at any time, professional breakdancer. Rob, you win this one. You're right, and I am only slightly less right. Uh, all right, well, as the winner, I guess you get to say our closing statement, our closing motto. Uh, by the way, for those of you junior right and raw uh, Robs out there who uh, this is the time to get out your Ovaltine decoder ring, we'll be saying our motto here. Uh, look for the secret clue inside your decoder ring to find out who next to kill in your family. All right, Rob, what is our motto? Get me pictures of Spider-Man! <laughs> <laughs>